popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! Welcome, foot fantasy lovers. This is the Fantasy Guides Podcast. I am Casey Rippey, and I am joined by my older brother, someone who is desperately trying to sell Zeke before the trade deadline, Stephen Rippey. And as always, we are joined by someone who wouldn't even have room to roster someone like Zeke, our host, who is dominating our league, Jesse Preston. Take it away, Jesse. Steven, I, I think uh, we're going to get some of the wrong subscribers. He called it a foot fantasy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I'm yeah. trying to mix in some, trying to gain some followers. Some there viewers. you go. I see. Yeah. So you like you do the Google search and now we'll get some, some real interesting followers. <laughs> Steven, I think you got rid of Zeke though. Did you move I, Zeke? I did. It, it, you should have taken him, Jesse. He wasn't going for very expensive, but you made some sort of rule. If you draft a guy and they burn you, never to draft him again. Yeah. So could have got him pretty cheap. And, you know, I, I actually hope he ends up beating you. Is my hope. <laughs> I saw like a fourth round pick. Yeah. I just don't yeah. have any fourth round picks. I know. You had, a, you had a second and a third. I was I was really interested in those. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you were. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of people interested in those. I'm noticing. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting some fab offers. I'm getting all the trade deadline is upon yeah. us in Dynasty. So things are fi- flying around wildly. I, I don't noticed- mind. I don't mind the rejections. I can't stand. We're on we're on deadline day. The, as soon as this Monday night game's over, the trade deadline is it's over. And the people that just don't even respond. That's what drives me nuts. See, see, Casey, he says he doesn't mind the rejections, but I said, nope. Like I just I wrote that. And then <laughs> Do he. you know how many alphas I said? No, hold on, hold on, Steven. And then there were like three more texts after that. Like, well, what, what do you mean? Nope. You know, <laughs> I was like, I think he does mind rejection. Don't, yeah, don't no. let him fool you. No, 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 Jesse. Uh, I think, mind you, you were probably on your cruise, so this could be why. <laughs> but I think there was like four offers over the last week that just expired that I had sent to you, and I don't know if you looked at them, but you—I oh, mean, you would well, you would chat with us, and you'd make other moves on the app, but but no yeah, response. Stephen, I can't when you're on a cruise ship and it costs like I think it costs eighty five dollars or something for Wi Fi. I was like, oh, I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I well, literally also- I couldn't even I couldn't even open the app. So nothing, I had nothing that actually worked except text messaging. And I know you don't really do that. So yeah, that would have been. If I don't, if I don't reject the trade right away, there's one of two things happening. Either a, I'm like, ah, that's a good offer. Maybe I'll try to counter. And then I don't get around to countering or it's such a bad offer. I don't even know where to begin. I'm just like, yeah, but no, when it's a, when it's a terrible (laughs) offer, you just do Insta reject. Yeah. Except then you get. Well, what about do you do you like this guy or? Yeah, I got that. I got that. Well, do you know that Ramondre's out for weeks? <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like, obviously, I said no. Like, why are you still talking to me? You know what, Case? I know he didn't know. He didn't know Ramondre was out. I guarantee you. And then he was trying to save face. He's like, yeah. still, still the same. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I still, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> there, there may be some truth to that. But we're gonna move on 
to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. So on tonight's episode, this is our week 13 recap, and we go through each game and give you some of our takeaways. Late in the season here, there aren't many waivers to get excited about, uh, but if we have any as we go through, we'll try and sprinkle those in. I'll give you guys a quick NCAA football playoff update because our final Ugh. four our final four is set, and I want your guys' uh, reactions to that. And uh, if we have time, this is, see, this is like a carrot. This is the thing Steven doesn't understand, Casey. He's like, well, I, I don't get to do trivia. And I'm like, you've been talking too long, Steven. So if Steven, if he, if he talks faster and, and he doesn't pontificate too much, then he gets uh, gets NFL trivia at the end. I don't get. I don't. We don't even have a hard out. Do we have a hard out on this this show? Just I, Jesse. Just every now it gets to like a bit, uh, hour sixteen. Jesse's like, that's it. I don't know about Podcast you guys. Over. Yeah, yeah. Listen. And well, but when I wasn't here, Casey, did you see what happened with Andrew? Hour forty five. Hour and forty five minutes. I don't know hey. about you guys, but I set a timer. Whenever I start a podcast, I set it for one hour, and if it goes off, I turn the podcast off immediately. See, you know. If people that just are here for the trivia, just go to five minutes till the podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. That's so awesome. Well, let's let's talk quick about the game going on right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, My boy, Jake Browning. Hey, hey, Steven, he's he's doing okay. I told you my wife was in dire need. She's uh, she owns Josh Allen. So she did not roster a second quarterback. And we're in a league where everybody rosters two quarterbacks. So. I was like, and she was giving me the options. I was like, you know, take a flyer on Jake Browning. I wouldn't be surprised if he threw a touchdown this week. And and he looks fine. He's he's going to get her some points. She might still win her league. Uh, Mixon is going off, which is also helping her out. What did else not you got? See, uh, did, you know, Mixon's not really going off. He just has two touchdowns. He's got like 35 yards. Um, but hey, he, if they get close, he can get in. Uh, one thing that's impressive, 20 out of 23 for Browning. So he's been pretty accurate this game. Um, knew nothing about him until a couple weeks ago when Jesse threw the bombshell that he threw 91 touchdown passes his senior year in high school. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, I uh, if you guys are keeping track at home, um, DeVito didn't even score a point this week, so that trade is just looking better and better each week. They, they're not, though, Case. Nobody <laughs> is. Well, I, I traded for Taylor Heineke and he was promptly benched. So, <laughs> what's what's worse? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, no, but Jamar got... Chase, Jamar Chase, and him have a rapport. Obviously, seven receptions on seven targets, 104 yards, and a touchdown, including that 70 something yarder. I saw the replay on that. Um, oh, it's a good game. Not what I think we expected. I don't think we expected it to be this close. 21 28 right now in the fourth and, quarter. And we have a Chase Brown siding. Uh, he's got seven carries for 63 yards. So he's, he's more efficient than Mixon. There you go. So he he might be carving into that a little bit. So something to keep an eye on if they aren't really. But yeah, Jamar Chase, uh, if, if whoever you are playing quarterback, just throw it in that guy's general direction. That's it. That is a good strategy. Uh, ETN, though, still struggling. If it weren't for this touchdown, I mean, he's got 12 fantasy points right now, but 10 carries, 32 yards. So he his struggles continue. Um, and then there's a Jesse, a Parker Washington sighting. Yeah. He actually has more yard. He has more fantasy points than Calvin Ridley, which I would say is a shocker, but maybe it's not that much of a shocker with the <laughs> the season Ridley's been having. Loved Parker Washington at Penn State, uh, and then he got drafted to a team with like six receivers, and just yeah. didn't didn't love that landing spot. And so it has taken him a while, but hey, maybe this is his uh, maybe this is his time to shine. 
All right, let's move on to our Sunday games. Uh, first game here was an overtime game, Stephen. Colts 31, Titans 28. What were your takeaways here? Uh, sorry, I got to get it pulled up, Jesse. I cannot find it. Um, okay. Uh, well, one of the takeaways is I saw um, Will Levis yelling at DeAndre Hopkins, which oh yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> you can't be a rookie quarterback like Will Levis and screaming at DeAndre Hopkins. They had some sort of miscommunication and they were screaming at each other. But Hopkins afterwards said he was fine with it. He liked the competitiveness and the attitude that he had. Um, Derrick Henry, finally, like uh, he was he was good last week, too. But I've been preaching that I really liked him as a buy uh, for the second half of the season. Took a couple weeks to get going, but he did great in this one. 102 yards, two touchdowns, um, did get concussed, though. So he left in the third or fourth quarter. I don't remember exactly when, but um, so hopefully he'll be fine for next week. Hopkins still got it done again against the Colts, 18 fantasy points, 75 yards and a touchdown. Um, I did see a few good plays from Chigakonkwo, but he's still not doing enough to really warrant being started. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Minshew did all right. He, he did his kind of Minshew thing, did a little bit better than he's done in previous weeks, got 19 fantasy points. Um, but Zach Moss, kind of hoping for a bigger game from him. You know, he's been doing really good when Jonathan Taylor wasn't there. He did get a lot of volume, but only seven fantasy points. Just couldn't quite get it going on the ground. Um, I did recommend Josh Downs as a start this week. No bueno. He's not going to get recommended again because it's back-to-back weeks. (laughs) He's had a smash matchup. And here's the thing. Every one of these weeks, I just want people to know, if I recommend Josh Downs, that also means I'm recommending Michael Pittman. But you can't recommend him. He's like a top he's a wide receiver one anyway so he, he these are fringe guys but uh yeah Pittman went off 16 targets for Michael Pittman um I haven't done the uh I haven't gone and looked at the recap uh for targets but he he was like top seven last week before la- this week and so he's going to be like top five in targets this year which is pretty incredible I don't think any of us expected that no I think he's going to come up in our season ending episode where we talk about things we missed um yeah I th- I think we uh we we didn't see him doing what he's done this year. So I think pretty no. impressive pretty impressive given that he's worked with a a rookie quarterback that was injured and then a backup quarterback still getting it done no matter who's in there. Kind of QB proof, which is which is wild. Yeah, All exactly. Right, this, this next one here, Steven, I caught none of this and thank God. Uh Chargers 6, Patriots 0. <laughs> I'm so glad like man, if that would have been on TV, think of if you like watched that whole game. You know, I did watch a decent amount of this because oh, no. because uh, I knew Ramondre Stevenson got hurt and I had Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, please, just one touchdown so he, I can show people that he scored 20 fantasy points. Uh, mm. But he did not get that touchdown, Jesse. And uh, now that he's not on my roster anymore, boy, did he look slow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he looked like it's not all his fault though. Like this team is just, this offense is terrible. And I don't know. Zappy's not much of a, I don't know if he's an upgrade, a downgrade, a lateral move. He's probably a lateral move at this point from, uh, I already forgot the other guy who's never going to start again. <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, he looked bad. He was sacked a ton. I just saw him getting sacked left and right. This was a pitiful game. Um, and also, Maybe a little underrated is the the slide Justin Herbert's been on lately. Um, he, this is like his th- third game in a row where he's uh, not looked so good. Let me. Um, hmm. I thought he's I been doing pretty good, even. Not the even last three today. weeks. The last three weeks, he is. Um, 
Oh, you know what? So the last two weeks, he's been bad. Seven points this week, 13 last week. He did have two games prior to that that were good, but he had seven points the week. Boy, that Jets game, that felt like it was just two games ago. <laughs> it was like five <laughs> games ago. But yeah, I guess I guess three out of his last five games have been under 13 or under 14 fantasy points. So a little bit of a slide. Um, I, I didn't expect him to do that bad against the Patriots, especially with all the opportunities their offense got in this one because the Patriots were like three and out or turning the ball over left and right in this one. Um, but yeah, other than that, there wasn't much to take away other than case. How you feeling about Austin Eckler? 14 carries, yeah. 18 rushing yards, uh, four fantasy points. Another player that's, uh, really been on a slide lately. Yeah. It's, he's not getting the volume in the passing game, which is basically his Achilles heel. If he doesn't get volume in the passing game, he's probably not going to get a ton of points. And if the chargers don't score a touchdown, it's going to be real hard for him to score any points as well. That's well, where he gets most of his points. Well, get this. He's played in what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Half of those games, he hasn't even scored 10 points. And the other one, he scored 10. So <laughs> six out of eight, or wait, what is it? I'm going to do my five out of eight games, he scored 10 or fewer fantasy points. Not good. Not That's so not good. good. So I, yeah, uh, I liked him as, uh, and he can go off at any moment, I think, but I liked his uh, end of season schedule, but it's it's not looking good right now. All right, next game here we had the 9 and 3 Detroit Lions at the 5 and 7 Saints. The Lions won 33 to 28. Um I think Sam LaPorta is the biggest story right now and talk about efficiency. 9 catches on 9 targets, 140 yards and a touchdown. I think he I think I read somewhere that uh he might break the rookie record like fantasy for fantasy points. Is that a thing? Oh, I'm sure, I think the record that I can remember was held by Evan Ingram. So I guarantee you he's crushing that record um, for I want to say Ed, Evan Ingram was close. He had and he averaged like 10, uh, 12 points per game. So Laporte is doing much better than that. So, um, yeah, not surprised by it at all. Uh, also, the Saints lately have been one of the best teams to target with a tight end. Uh, they're just getting destroyed by the tight end position. Um he was kind of the only one that really went off, though. I mean, St. Brown, 12 points. That's that's pretty low for him by comparison. Uh, both the running backs for Detroit didn't do very much. If David Montgomery doesn't vulture a touchdown from Gibbs, he doesn't have hardly any much of a day. Both of them, essentially, he had 12 fantasy points. Gibbs had six, with the difference being they pulled Gibbs for that short yardage touchdown, where Gibbs actually got them there. He had like a long run down to about the one-and-a-half-yard line. Um, and then Goff didn't do too much either. Um, he's been pretty average lately. Um, other side of the ball, Derek Carr, he, he didn't look very good. And then he got injured and Jameis Winston looked very Jameis Winston-y in this one. Just two of five, 41 yards. Wait, <laughs> no it? picks? No, no picks. So, that's not a winston game. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. So this was funny, though. So I don't know if you guys were watching any of this. So there were multiple times where Kamara and uh, Taysom Hill kept vulturing each other oh. because it's fair to say at this point, if if Taysom Hill gets to the one and then they pull him and hand it to Kamara, he's getting vultured because <laughs> yeah. they use him so much that close. But there was a play where Alvin Kamara ran it in for its score and then they reviewed it and they called it back and then Taysom Hill got the touchdown. Mm. And then... There was another play where Taysom Hill was lined up in like the Wildcat or something. Um, and he got to the goal line. They pulled him out and then Kamara ran it in. So 
I thought it was kind of funny, both of them vulturing each other. But Taysom Hill, I did recommend him as a start this week. He came through. But another guy I thought would be good in this one was um, uh, he's not even on the stat sheet. Uh, the other tight end case, help me out here. Jawan. Jawan Johnson. <laughs> I thought he actually could be a sneaky start this week. God, Thank God I didn't post about him. But uh, zero, zero points in this one. Jimmy Graham actually scored a touchdown, and I was yelling at the TV because I was like, I forgot he was still in the NFL. <laughs> But uh, yeah, other than that, Chris Olave, he looked good again. Um, we we're wondering if he was going to return from that concussion. He did. He did return and he did uh, five receptions, 119 yards. He came close to scoring a touchdown. He was running pretty fast towards the sideline, but he just decided to go out of bounds instead mm-hmm. of like doing the Jerome Simpson flip into the end zone, which I was really hoping <laughs> he would try and do from back in the day. But yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was an exciting game, though. The the Lions were up 21 nothing in this game, and then the Saints made it a game and pretty much tied it up until the, uh, until the Lions took over at the end. Yeah, my other takeaway is, you know, Jamison Williams hasn't really done anything, but you guys have to agree that when he, when he got his little reverse, yeah, you can see there's a burst there, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like... It's like, man, are they going to turn this guy loose at some point and just try and chuck a deep one at him? Because that's what he was really good at in college. But I just yeah. don't think it's going to happen for him. I got to be honest. It's It's been enough. I guess, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, but it's just, I just don't get a good feeling about him being, uh, being anything other than like a gadgety kind of player. All right, next game here. Falcons 13, Jets 8. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Just like again. Oh, no and way. Now, now, Steven, I, I think the biggest story in this one is they're going, uh, Zach Wilson, actually, maybe, maybe we should have you. And he's like, no, like I'm all set. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Why would I go start for you and try and help you out? You went to Tim Boyle and it didn't work out. Shocking. <laughs> like, I, like, I kind of like, I don't like prima donna players and all that other kind of stuff. But in this, this is one of those instances where I'm like, yeah, they did. They've done him dirty several times now. And now they're like, well, but maybe we should put Zach Wilson. I'd kind of be like, no, man, I am good. Yeah, I'd like to expand. We've talked about Tim Boyle's uh, college one touchdown to 13 interception ratio. I'd like to expand that to the NFL where he has one touchdown to four interceptions now. Nice. Uh, as he threw an interception <laughs> nice. in this game. I, He's got to be. He knows somebody. Or has mm. dirt on somebody. That's the only thing I can think of as to how he's on an NFL roster. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad. Uh, poor Garrett Wilson. Like, he needs saved. He's tr- he's doing everything he can. He even had almost this insane catch down the sideline uh, that was like for 30 or 40 yards, but they called it back. It was like not enough evidence to overturn. I think they should have just given it to him. Like, come on. Look, at, look who's throwing him the football. Please. <laughs> <laughs> come on uh but yeah I, I don't want any of these players i don't want breeze hall like he can't do it all by himself 13 carries for 16 rushing yards thank oh. god he had six receptions for 29 yards <laughs> like he touched the ball 19 times and he had 10 fantasy points yeah so it's just it's just bad news um i was kind of excited though because i did recommend one of my best my number one streamers I guess I recommend it too, but uh, it was the Falcons. They had 21 fantasy points. So I was pretty happy about that. Uh, Kyle Pitts 
you know, I was a little worried that he was going to get outscored by, oh, I don't even know his, the other, the third string tight end, McCoyle <laughs> Pruitt. <laughs> I saw him catch a touchdown and I was like, man, it's like, he can't even be the number three tight end on his team or the number two, I should say. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just look at the box score from the Falcons. Ritter, eight points. Bijan Robinson, 10. Drake London, one point. Uh, I mean, Kyle Pitts having nine actually looks good by comparison to some of these. But yeah, this is a bad game, Jesse. I don't know if there's much else for me to say. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh cardinals 24 steelers 10 oh boy you said i you know i was listening back to the flex and you were like i i am not rolling with any steelers really right now and you were right about that um, well no i think i was high on Jalen warren and Najee harris no, they made my start they made my start post and wishing they didn't because <laughs> uh yeah this this was not, would you any of us expected them to lose 10 to 24 to the Cardinals? They were the although we all thought they were the most fake seven and fourteen in the league, right? Nobody they was buying a, them. They have one of the worst points for points against ratio in the NFL. I mean, other than Broncos, thanks to that 50 point differential in one game, but it they have one of the worst points for points against differential. So they are the fakest team. Yeah. Now you did say Steven, just to, to save you on the flex, you, you did talk about liking Trey McBride, who had oh, eight yeah. catches, eighty-nine yards and a touchdown. So good yeah. one there at least. Yeah, actually, and on a, a live I did with Faraz, I was saying that I think he's uh you don't like I'm not even including him in um start sit posts anymore because I think he's an automatic start. Uh, it's yeah. like I don't include like Mark Andrews or Sam Laporta in those, you know, and I think mm-hmm. Trey McBride, uh he's that guy now too. I mean, he had nine targets in this one. If we look at his game log, uh, nine targets this week, nine targets last week, seven targets the week before, nine targets the week before that. Uh, week eight, 14 targets. <laughs> like, I haven't, I uh, if I started from about week eight, you know, the last second half of this part of the season, I guarantee he leads the all tight ends and targets, guaranteed. Um, yeah, he's, I think he's a, a one of the, he's moving into one of the elite tight ends. Um He's looking amazing, uh, but but not the receivers. Definitely not looking amazing. Marquise Brown, didn't he have rapport with Kyler Murray last year? Is it gone? Mm, like maybe th- this is is this Kyler Murray's four? I, he had last week. He had twelve targets from Kyler Murray, but I mean he's had in three out of four games three fantasy points, three fantasy points. He had fourteen last week, and then zero this week. So I don't know what to think of that connection between those two. Um, he had zero points. Rondell Moore, one point, two points for Greg Dorch. Like this is like, how did they win this game? <laughs> I guess it was all, it was all Trey McBride. Actually, he even had a touchdown called back and missing points uh, that they, they reversed. And then he scored on the next play. <laughs> they threw it right back to him. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the, the, he was, he and James Connor were the only bright spots in this game. James Connor, 105 yards on 25 carries and had two touchdowns against his former team. All right. Next one here, Miami dolphins, 45 commanders, 15. Uh, we thought maybe this could be a shootout. One team didn't really show up to the shootout. Um, <laughs> Devin, Devin HN 17 carries 73 yards and two touchdowns. I thought he was banged up. And and here he is right back to what he was doing before. Uh, for for the record, I thought shootout, but only one team with a gun. 
yeah. is what yeah. I what I, I saw yeah. happening. I wanted yeah. to make that perfectly clear. Uh, the other guy hey, had just a finger gun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's called a murder. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a shootout. <laughs> uh, call it what you want, but the bright side for the commanders, and he seems to be the bright side almost every week, Sam Howell. From a fantasy perspective, always getting it done. Nineteen fantasy points, Jesse. You called it this offseason. He's been he's been a pleasure, I must say. You know, as the two two rushing touchdowns is what helped him out because passing this was one of his worst performances. But I think, you know, I I the enemy maybe the enemy is a decent coordinator. I don't know. I I feel like they may have something there, but we'll see. Like we know that there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out of this next class, but you know what I thought about as you guys were talking about uh, guns and one of my favorite Jay-Z lines in a rap ever is he goes, he brought a knife to a gunfight, a pen to a test. And I think that's what happened with this, but I don't really know. You know, that's one of your favorites. (laughs) You don't like that? (laughs) Yeah. You know, if we're talking about a bunch of Jay Z rhymes, I'm I'm not uh, hip, as they say. I couldn't I couldn't name a whole bunch, but I half the time I can't. I I need uh, closed captioning on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam Hell QB five on the season so far, so he's wow. having an incredible season. What makes me mad, Jesse, is I know we talked about it on the podcast, but I was looking. I never created any content about it. Like mm. there was no post, so I have no like receipt. Unless I go yeah. back and try to listen to find that podcast where we, I think we talked about it a couple times actually. Yeah, well, it's weird. It's most of my takes don't really make it to. I need any you of your to content. send. It's, I need you to send me the it's clips. Funny how that that works out. It's like <laughs> like I'm reading all these hot takes on the season, and there's there's five other guys from Fantasy Guides making hot takes, and this little bald guy never appears on it. I don't know. Well, I he, think I think they submit them in writing. Yeah, oh, I need it. Is that what it is? You know what? I'll look through the text chat and see if I can find it. I just, I hear, said, I just hear that's kind of a demi take, Jesse. <laughs> I sent pictures of my gut to Stephen, and he hey, completely ignores them. Hey, I, I will tell everybody you 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 were on Sam Howell. There we go. There and we then go. I said I was on him, and I was just copying off you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but then yeah, and then Dolphins, Devin A. Chain. Um, I think. I was looking in the games. If we just counted the games where he wasn't hurt or, or like that first game he didn't play, he was averaging 34, 30 points per game. So he has at least five games now of like full healthy a chain of at least 25 points per game. So uh, that guy's for real Raheem Mostert. Um, I still think he's going to be fine. I think if this game wasn't so out of hand, we might not have seen as much a chain. So I still think don't, panic too much on Mostert. He still did okay. 12 fantasy points. Um, and then, yeah, Tyreek Hill, he's he's a monster. A little bit worried about Jalen Waddle, though. Uh, ten, 10 fantasy points in this one in a game that he had every reason to, like, go off. He's just kind of just kind of been meh this year, you know? He's yeah. um, just not getting it done like we'd hoped. And this is a game I think he should have got it done in. All right, next game here, Casey, my outsider, my Broncos outsider, Broncos 17, Texans 22. Uh, what were your takeaways here, Casey? Uh, well, Stroud should have had a better game. There were a couple throws that were just like ugh, this close to him having a big game. Uh, Broncos kind of lucked out in this one to be in it. Uh, but at the same point, <laughs> the Texans had a couple of lucky bounces themselves. Um, this was a really fun game to watch surprisingly um Sutton looked really good uh he was you know I don't know he was just muscling his way towards a lot of good 
contested catches. Wilson, he had three picks in the game. One of them definitely wasn't his fault, uh, but the other two, he underthrew Sutton on what could have been a few, a really long play and on a play where Jerry Judy was being covered one-on-one with a linebacker on the outside on a go route. I don't know if uh, many linebackers can keep up with him there. Um, but yeah, I would say Russell Wilson was probably the uh, thorn in the Broncos side for this yeah, late interception, right? Had a chance yeah. to go win it, threw it in the end yep. zone. Um, and, Cortland and, Sutton had some missing points. Was my takeaway? I think there were two. You know, of his, of his, he had two catches, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. But that was seven targets. So there were five other times where he could have come down with the ball. <laughs> I'm, I continue to be shocked. You know, uh, we've talked about what I got right. Uh, Nico Collins is another one I got right in the off season, but Jerry Judy I got wrong. That was that was a. I thought he would be better. I don't know. I just uh, this is just disappeared. This is two years in a row we've been wrong on Judy. I think yeah. uh, it's, burn us now. He's now he's in the Zeke category for me, Stephen. Yeah, well, you know, you. there's a there's a burn me something expression in there <laughs> that that I won't even attempt. Like burn me once, twice, three times a burner or something. You know, but uh, yeah, I won't be recommending him next year. He won't even be in Denver. Probably wasn't he a wide receiver too last year though? That's not terrible. No, he was. I don't think so. Look it up. All right, I'll I think look he, it up. I think I think the stat, Casey. I want to say it was you looked it up, and he was when he was playing, but then he also missed mm. time. Yeah, uh, right. Stephen. Let me ask you this: Is is Javante Williams a buy in Dynasty though? Yeah, I think I think he could be. Um, he because I I feel like watching the game, he's only going to get more. He's only going to understand the offense more. He's going to get quicker. Like we, I think we forget that he's coming off of an ACL because he's looked pretty darn good. That, that was my takeaway from the game. I was kind of like, ah, who has Javante Williams? I might go throw something at him, but I think I might have missed the deadline. You know what? Uh, Casey's right. Um, Jerry Judy was the wide receiver 22 last year. So, I, so yeah, I guess I was right about him last year. <laughs> and he only played 15 games. And I think two of those games he only played a half in, so really only 14. Ah, so he did. He did better than I thought. It's just he's been so bad this year. It's like hard to picture him doing anything <laughs> ever. Um, no, but I think I think Williams. Yeah, he's he's looked good. It just hasn't quite happened this year. Um, but the fact that he's playing right now, anyway, like I thought there was a decent chance we wouldn't even see him this year. That injury was so gruesome. So yeah, I think he could be a little bit of a buy. Um, uh, Cortland Sutton. Remember Jesse? All the talk like teams are like they should give a fourth for Cortland Sutton. Like the yeah, the yeah. real. Like real NFL, like the Broncos should just trade him for a fourth. I was like, I don't understand that. Why would you do that? He's he's looked pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been impressed with him. But so <laughs> the Nico Collins thing. So you know when you're going through your matchups and you're seeing like which teams are the like the best against wide receivers. Denver is one of the best. Um, I had contemplated recommending either Nico or Tank Dell as a sit, but I just went no. CJ Stroud's too good. Like like I don't care who. You know, I don't care what corners are back there. I could still see them put, uh, scoring some points. So thank God I didn't <laughs> recommend Nico Collins as a uh, as a sit. Instead, I did um, uh, Christian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and moving on to our next game here, we had the Panthers losing to the Bucks, eighteen to twenty one. And there, I saw some salty language from some followers about a Chuba Hubbard sit post. Oh, this is on me, everybody. I effed up. Okay. <laughs> I effed up. And here's why I 
earlier in the week, I was looking at it like on uh, Wednesday and I was like, who would, cause I, I have a guy that I, um, that I pay to do, create uh, once a week. He, he helps me with some covers. So like the, the start sit post that I do, he creates a graphic for it. So I at least try to give him like three players like a day in advance. So I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, Chuba Hubbard, dude, the bucks have been stout versus running backs. They've been stout, you know? And so I tell him Hubbard. Well, then I forgot that both Devin white and uh, who's the other guy case, the other linebacker for the bucks. Is it Goulston? No, no. I keep saying that there's two stud linebackers for the, uh, the bucks. Uh, Devin White, I can't think of the other guy's name right now. Uh, that they're both they were both out, and I'd already posted it, and I went, "Oh, I forgot to go back and look at that." And I so I just was like praying, like, "Oh, come on, Vita Vey, <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta, you got." So that's on me. Oh, if I'd if those guys were, if I'd have remembered that they were injured and they weren't playing in this game, I would not have recommended Chuba Hubbard. So I apologize to everybody who uh, sat him because he did good. He had 104 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah. That's just a big oversight on my part. Um, I did think Adam Thielen would be good in this one, and he was not. Five fantasy points. Uh, Mingo actually did okay. The the thing is, this time, uh, Bryce Young wasn't really just targeting Thielen. He actually spread the ball around. He was throwing it to DJ Chark. He was throwing it to Mingo. Um, So it just just didn't happen for Thielen. And this was a game it should have happened. So now I'm starting to worry a little bit about Thielen. He was, prior to this game, over his last seven games – he was the wide receiver 47 in points per game. Uh, that's going to be even less now. I bet he's outside of the top 50 now. So, yeah, time to panic on Thielen. That sell window, uh, obviously, trade deadlines are gone. But um, not not looking so good for Thielen down the stretch. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, somebody, Jesse, I was way in on this offseason. Mike Evans just keeps getting it done. Yep. Seven, seven catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he looked amazing in this one. I, I thought he was going to get robbed again at the one yard line. Mm-hmm. Like he's had so many of those where he came close to scoring and then just gets stopped and they didn't call it a touchdown at first, but then I can't remember if they reviewed it or yeah, if the official did they review it and then they yep. decided he scored. So that was, that was good. And then another guy, Jesse uh, Rashad white keeps getting it done. 19 fantasy points, 20 carries. It took him to get 84 rushing yards, <laughs> uh, but he did, he did get the touchdown. So he <clears throat> scored just under 20 fantasy points in this one. Also, yeah. um, I believe the Panthers just got eliminated from the playoffs. At this point. So shocker! <laughs> shocker! <laughs> I, I saw that posted. <clears throat> Somebody posted it, and I was like, "Were any of us worried that like, they well, might make the playoffs?" How bad the NFC South is. It took till this week for mm. a, what a two-win team mm. to be eliminated. Mm. Well, yeah, no, it was a bunch of teams because the post I saw said teams that can be eliminated this weekend, and it was like the Patriots and the and I was like. What? How, who who of these people think that the the uh, Patriots or any of these teams are going to the playoffs? I do have to do a little uh, in pod update. Taylor or sorry, geez, Taylor. Trevor Lawrence uh, sustains an injury and is being yeah. helped off of the field. That's oh, not dude. good. So when the people listen to this tomorrow, they'll be like, they'll think it's happening live. <laughs> no, I I mean more like you know if you're in a crazy no, super I know. flex league like us. Who's his backup? Is it still Nathan Rourke? Uh, I don't know. Ohio um, Bobcats. That's not good, though. Oh wait, here. Yeah, 
I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I, I just seen the update like you did, but that's not good. All right, next. Man, game we here. have just the, the quarterback situation in the NFL this year just horrible. Like the amount of injuries that have been happening to quarterbacks, I don't feel like I've ever seen a, a year like it. Well, and I I think that the backup the 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 backup quarterbacks are terrible. They're so bad. <laughs> like they're, they're so really, bad, really bad. Like how are you they know, this bad? I, I don't know. Well, uh, and that's why I'm I'm dead serious. Like there's like six or seven guys that are going to be in the one or two deep next year. And if they get on the field there, they may stick. You know, this is a big, big quarterback class coming in. And some of the, you know, Nathan, if Nathan Rourke, Nathan Rourke was a fine Mac quarterback. Mac, the Mac is not exactly a giant football conference. So it's just it's kind of crazy that that's his backup in Jacksonville. If it's still him, that was he was his he was his backup at the preseason. Ugh. I just saw the replay of it. You don't you might not want to watch that. Mm. It looks like he uh, rolled his ankle both ways. Like he he got he got it he got it season? he got it stepped on and then he oh that was a bad one. Yikes! Do you remember I last would, year though, Stephen? Where it looked that. like it looked like Trevor Lawrence had like a career ender and then oh he was yeah. Just, back throwing passes the next week i yeah, saw it were, li- i saw it live and yellow, i was like yellow ointment on it <laughs> <laughs> i remember i saw that one live last year and i thought oh he's out for the year and then he was back the next week which was crazy so but hopefully he does that this week too yep hopefully all right next game here the browns lost to the rams 36 to 19 these young Rams players are making them kind of interesting that this, this is a team that has not been eliminated from the playoffs. They are six and six Kyron Williams having a great game again. And then Puka Nakua. Now they're giving him rushing yards too, Steven two carries for 34 yards. Yeah. There was one play I saw. He, I don't know what his 40 time was, but uh, he looked very fast. He almost housed it. He like DBs were struggling to to get to him, and I just I don't think of him as like a fast wide receiver. I just think of him kind of like Cooper Cup, like good in space, good route runner, finds the open spot in the zone. But he had some wheels on the the one play I saw. Um, but yeah, no, I, he's their number one now. It's it's been that like that pretty much the entire season. He's the guy that Stafford really looks for, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the 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 tide has turned there. I think he's the one. I think Cup's the two, and those are two very good one and twos to have on the team. Um, but yeah, Stafford. This might have been his best game of the season against. It wasn't a, a banged up Browns unit, and I was surprised. That I kept reading that Miles um, Garrett had structural damage to his shoulder, and he was playing in this one, um, hmm. which surprised me. Um, I don't think he was as effective, obviously. But uh, well, they, when and, your structure is that big. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of structural damage is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I think Dead's Award was out in this one too. So the, the the Rams were a little bit banged up, but yeah, the Rams offense keeps rolling. And um, anybody else excited that Joe Flacco's starting for the Browns? Because <laughs> I I actually am forty. Do you guys remember we were talking about this with the uh, the Jets last year when Flacco was their quarterback and he was attempting like fifty pass attempts a game at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, um, 44 pass attempts, which is like not what the Browns do. I love it. Now, nobody benefited from it. <laughs> <laughs> Amari Cooper, three catches, 34 yards. Elijah Moore, four catches for 83 yards. It was actually kind of impressive that he had the 83 yards. But, but hey, I, I, I you know, I kind of want to see Cooper. I'd love to see Elijah Moore and some of these guys show up on the stat sheet, maybe even David Njoku show up on the stat sheet. So I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see Flacco I, slinging it. 
I think Joe Flacco and Aaron Rodgers are probably the only two football players that could cosplay as themselves and people wouldn't recognize them. They, they could just they, a normal person in a in a kid's uniform. That they could do what? I missed that. Cosplay. That's dressed up in a costume. Steven doesn't know what that is, Casey. No, I think he just brain busted me. <laughs> Cos- cosplay, Steven? You've never seen these cosplay girls that dress up like little anime characters? Oh, no, I don't. I don't you dress know up that. like superheroes and you go gotcha. to the uh, comic book convention. Cosplay. Uh, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't know what it was called. Okay. He's also saying it kind of weird. I don't know. It's like it's he's like saying vehicle instead of vehicle. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Like, or like saying, ayahuasca. Yeah, he's, he's he's doing something with the, the pronunciation. I'm known it. for my linguistics. Ca- cosplay, cosplay, like he's cos, 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 well, cos, cosplay. You do bring up <laughs> Flacco and uh, Rogers. Does anybody else think they look very similar? They look like brothers to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. They also look like their head would rattle around in that helmet quite a bit. <laughs> it does look it does look like an oversized helmet. I agree. Oh god. Well, I don't think either one of them have upgraded since the, uh, you know, the aughts when they first mm-hmm. came into no. the league. So, no. Nope. All right. Next game here, the 49ers 42, the Eagles 19. Uh, we were hoping for a better game. I actually had kind of saved up all my football watching to watch this one. And then it was a blowout and it wasn't interesting. So I didn't actually watch very much of it. Uh, from what I did get to see, Brock Purdy is the man. That offense is so fun to watch. And they are dangerous. I talk about, you know, we'll get we'll get to this a little bit with the NCAA football stuff with the playoffs. But like teams you don't want to play. Wow, they are dangerous right now. Yeah, no, I thought they had a really good chance at winning this game. I didn't at all think that this would be the outcome, not to this extent. But I this the Philly defense is not that good. They they are good at stopping the run, but they are terrible against the pass. Um, I was on Froz's podcast and. He was asking about it, and I said, start all your 49ers. I was like, obviously, you're starting McCaffrey, even though the rush defense is good in this one. But um, I liked Debo in this one. I wrote about him. I liked Ayuk. I liked Kittle. They all did good. Purdy was like my QB5 on the week. Uh, yeah, th- this is the weakness. San Francisco is a, well more, a, a much more well-balanced team than Philadelphia is. Um, they just didn't have a quarterback when they played him last year in the playoffs. So... There's probably a good chance. I don't know. You know, it depends. If Philly loses to Dallas, they play in Dallas coming up. And Dallas is one of the hottest teams in football right now. So if Philly doesn't win that game and San Francisco gets home field advantage, I can't picture anybody knocking off the 49ers. Well, Dallas could take that division if they win that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing they I could. saw, too. Yeah. So those those three teams. Now, I think that, uh, unfortunately for Dallas – I. They don't match up well against San Francisco. Uh, well, <laughs> oh no, no. So uh, they better hope that Philly has to face them and knock them off or something. But it's getting—it's definitely getting interesting. Um, the other side of the ball, uh, Devontae Smith. He's one of those these guys that people always ask, "What do I do with him? What do I do with him?" Uh, he's got to be patient sometimes. He's—he's he's a stud. Uh, nine receptions on eleven targets, ninety-six yards, and a touchdown. Um, AJ Brown kept doing it. 19 fantasy points in this one. DeAndre Swift, he was a guy. Um, I did write him up as a as a sit because, you know, this offense, I thought they'd be a little bit better than this, but this was a very tough matchup. He only had four fantasy points, six carries for 13 yards. I wouldn't I wouldn't lose too much sleep over it if I had Swift because again, 
the 49ers are one of the hardest teams to move the football against for a running back. So um, chalk it up to a bad opponent. I, I think he should be fine next week. All right, our last game here, night game, Kansas City Chiefs 19, the Green Bay Packers 27. What happened here? This is one where I, I, you know, I may have to admit that I'm wrong. Jordan Love actually looked really good. I will say on one play that I saw, it kind of looked like a close your eyes and chuck it. And then <laughs> yes. they were, they were, they were I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, and he was, he was like, oh, he must play uh, cornhole because he just dropped it right in there. And I was like, yeah. that was luck. Come on. <laughs> like he just, <laughs> he did not mean to throw it the way that that worked out. But then uh, I did see, I saw the touchdown pass to Christian Watson where I went, wow, he threw that right where he needed to in the yeah. spot where only his guy could catch it. So, uh, you know, he out Patrick Mahomes. That has to be the story. Yeah. I had uh, both Jordan Love and um, Christian Watson on my sit list. Now I did write in there. He, uh, for Love anyway, I said he is by no means a must sit. I said, I've got him as my QB 13 on the week. So I was trying to preface it in the post, but nobody nobody reads that nobody. part. They just, <laughs> they just saw the sit. Uh, so I did have him as the QB 13. Um, you know, in hindsight, obviously, I wish I could go back and, and redo that because I hate a lot of times recommending a sit for a player playing at home. I think if this game's in Kansas City, it might have gone a little bit different. Um, he, you know, he plays very well at home. Uh, Things were going their way. Like you just said, that chuck it up. When I saw that play, I was like, well, <laughs> there's no, the Chiefs, they can't do anything to stop him at this point. Like right. he is playing out of his mind. Uh, Christian Watson had the game of his season. I, I don't think I've recommended Watson as a sit once this year. And then I picked this week to do it in a tough <laughs> matchup. <laughs> so that that's great. Uh, yeah. What's funny is I was debating between him and, and Jaden Reed. If only I'd have picked Jade Reed. <laughs> no, but uh, no, they look good. They look legit. I just hope Christian Watson's hamstring isn't a serious one and that he's fine because it looked like they were finally getting that connection that we've been hoping for with them. Um, he had nine targets on the night, so obviously he was looking for him a lot. So let's just hope he's he's fine because he could be very good down the stretch. Um, other side of the ball, Mahomes just – Chiefs offense isn't good this year. They're just not that good. Um, their best player right now is Isaiah Pacheco. That's a guy I was too low on this offseason. Yeah. Pacheco's looked good. I don't know if you guys see all the beams where it's like it'll say <laughs> yeah. something like um, it's like a it shows a rugby player and it goes I Isaiah Pacheco with five minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> it just shows this guy <laughs> running like like it's his last play of his life, you know, just looking for contact, trying to take everyone down. But hey. He's been good. 110 yards in this one. He had a touchdown, um, three receptions, 13 yards. Not very many yards, but I'll take the three receptions. Um, the other side of the ball, it's still Rasheed Rice. He keeps getting the the targets. He had nine targets in this one after having 10 a week ago. Um, they're just still taking him off the field too much. Why is Mar Marquez Valdez-Scantling even in the game? All he does is drop passes. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did almost get at least a pass interference called in this game, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know how you don't have Rasheed Rice. He's still only playing like sixty some percent of the snaps. I don't. I don't get it because these other receivers cannot do anything. I don't even know why Sky Moore is on the field. I don't know why Kadarius Tony's on the field. Um, Mahomes just needs help. Kelsey can't do it all. I think Kelsey. I don't know about you guys. I think his age is starting to show a little bit. Um, he's still one of the best tight ends in football, but he just doesn't look as dominant 
as he has in years past. But I don't know. Do you guys think that when you watch? I, or I definitely I feel like he's just more into Swift than he is into football. And he doesn't mm. look like he cares as much. He just doesn't look as quick to me. I mean, he's 34 years old. So well, Steven, it's going to happen at some point. Have you ever heard the, uh, the story of Samson and Delilah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course I have. <laughs> no, that I've song not. with Regina Spector. <laughs> no, I, I have not. Do you, Casey, do you know the, the legend of Samson and Delilah? All I know is that a haircut happened. About it. Is it the Regina Spector song? Because I have yeah, heard that song. That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get a little worried that uh, his energy's going elsewhere at this point. Mm. You know, and that's yeah. that's what happened to Samson. Beautiful woman came along, and he was one of the strongest guys out there. She gave him a haircut because she thought he'd look better that way, and now he sucks. All right. <laughs> that is a good song, though. <laughs> Is that how it the song is. goes too? Yeah, it's like Samson. Uh, I can't think Come of it now. Back to bed. <laughs> it's been a while. Back to bed. Uh, shoot, I can't think of it. I I told you we never get enough Regina Spector on this pod. <laughs> I've been been saying it for a while, and I forgot how it goes. Not much hair left on his head. He ate a slice of Wonder Bread. Yeah, and went it, right it's back something to bed. like yeah, it's something like that. I got I got a, a movie recommendation for you guys. Uh, did, had no idea this movie even happened, but I watched it and was just like, "This is kind of interesting." Um, yesterday, you guys heard of this movie? It's no. called Yesterday. No. So uh, there's this guy, and he's a struggling musician, and he gets in a bike accident, and he wakes up to a world where no one knew that the Beatles existed. Or that the Beatles never existed in. What a world. Wow. But he's a musician. <laughs> Think about it. He's a musician. Mm-hmm. And so he starts sitting around and he's basically doing exactly what Casey was just doing. He's like, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to think of the words of the song. And he becomes like the most famous musician in the world because he starts writing Beatles songs. And it goes, it goes a lot differently than you might think. I think it's, it's, mm. uh, it's like kind of a cute movie. Um, if you ever do like rom-coms with your wife, that one is very very tolerable uh okay. rom-com situation it's a it's a it's a comedy movie but it's called yesterday and it's yeah it's this i know i've seen it i like like the the cover when i when i'm scrolling yeah. through a hundred things yeah because it looks like the it looks like that beatles cover where they're walking across the crosswalk yeah yeah one. i think i do recognize that uh if, and if it wasn't beatles and it was more i don't know uh rolling stones like if the rolling stones <laughs> hadn't existed then i i would probably watch it you know what was interesting though case is i'm not a huge beatles guy either but there was something about the way they did it and and the songs that they did and everything else where you're like this is this is an interesting story i don't know it was just it was a it was an interesting concept and i know you guys like comedies and like i said i think your wives would like that so all right uh, wait wait just i have a live update it's um casey was very close samson went back to bed not much hair left on his head he ate a slice of wonder bread and went right back to bed. Great. That's exactly what great I Great lyrics. Great lyrics. <laughs> hey, hold on. Well, here's the here's thing. bed, and then she rhymed bed with bed? Well, like she well no, bed. no. I yeah, I guess we she... To, we need to well, premise this. She's Russian, so I think she doesn't speak English very well, so she's just got to, like, throw words together that go with the original tune. Well, we have bed, head, bread, and bed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Your piano skills are so good. And it's the podcast has reached a new low. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, I will tell you, I think we got time, though. If I do a quick college college recap here, I think we got time for some trivia. So I started uh, All right. looking through some cards here. So I know that'll get you excited. That, uh, that, that, that Iowa Hawkeye guy got fired, right? We talked about that last week. Yeah, we, we talked about that. We right. talked about that. So <laughs> this, uh, this past weekend was championship weekend. And the uh, morning after championship weekend is when they always... Uh, show the playoff results, show who the top four teams are going to be. And in the last year of the four-team playoff, it was absolute chaos. Mm -hmm. There are seven very deserving teams that could all go to the playoff, could all possibly win the national title, and you have to only choose four. So sometimes I think that these things happen to, uh, you know, usher us into a new age. I think it was very similar with, the BCS did some really dumb stuff and then they turned it into more of a, a people thing like right after that happened. And then I think after, you know, uh, the, the number three overall team was undefeated a couple times there, then they turned it into the four team thing. So, you know, maybe it, maybe it never gets better, but this was, this was a tough one. Um, the Florida state Seminoles went undefeated Steven and ended up ranked number five in the playoff poll. How so is they, that even possible? So they, because of Alabama, yeah, because they beat Georgia, Alabama. right? Yep. So Alabama beat Georgia twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, Washington beat Oregon again, thirty-four to thirty-one. Put them into the playoff. Michigan went undefeated, and I know you'll be shocked, Stephen, but they shut out Iowa twenty-six to zero. And uh, the well, other well, look, the other... they couldn't even get it done with the other guy. So yeah. maybe wasn't his fault. No, he's still calling plays. It's oh, still the same guy. he's still there. Yeah, no, they just said you're done at the end of the year. So, oh, um, he's just not getting a paycheck. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what is it that you say that you do here? <laughs> um, and Florida State, they beat Louisville sixteen to six. But uh, the big thing is their starting quarterback Jordan Travis, who was a Heisman Trophy caliber type player, had a gruesome leg injury two games ago. And the committee's job is to not pick the four most deserving teams. The committee's job is to pick the four best teams. And I think they did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a That's Florida sad. State fan, it's it's pretty sad. They they essentially were like, they don't belong in the playoff because they don't have a quarterback. And they're right, though. Um, Texas crushed Oklahoma State 49 to 21. And as I was watching that game, I was just like, this is a playoff team. This is a team that could compete with Michigan or Alabama or the Pac-12 champion. And so I think they did the right thing. Uh, but there are people just irate. Uh, there are Ohio State fans that are irate. You know, they lost on the road to Michigan and that's their only loss. And they're, they don't make the playoff. There are people in Georgia that are definitely irate. They won 29 games in a row and then they lose to Alabama by three. And then now they're the you know sixth ranked team in the nation. And what um, makes me mad about that, it's always win you lose. Well, although yeah. that was, wait, no. W w did they just lose in the championship? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah oh. just now. Yeah. I, I just yeah. hate that because like, I don't know. They just happened to lose this one game to Alabama and they're out. I, I don't yeah. like the way that's all, that whole system. So. No, it's one of those where nobody can win. It was a no win yeah. situation. Um, perfect storm. Oh, perfect storm. Probably my biggest takeaway of, of championship weekend is Dylan Johnson, the running back from Washington. I have just kind of overlooked him and uh, 28 carries, 152 yards and two touchdowns. He is legit. I, I think he's going to be 
a big time player at the next level. And then the other two, the other thing, just to update you guys, that is wild to me, uh, is we've we already we have all of the none of these guys are going pro again. All of these quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel, DJ Uyunglele, uh, Grayson McCall. They are all taking advantage of this like extra year of eligibility thing from COVID. They are all going to go back to school and transfer to a different school so that they can make millions of dollars playing college football instead of going to the NFL. What What is the like rookie? What is a rookie quarterback that goes in like the second or third round make? Oh, second or third. It's it's probably two million would be my guess, but we could look that up. I need you to look that up, Casey, because these guys are making the decision. They they are going to make more money going to it. And and then the other thing that's interesting is like Dylan Gabriel, for instance, he's at Oklahoma. He I think he started for three years at UCF. Now he started for two years at Oklahoma. He's going to go play his sixth year of college football because he had a medical red shirt and he gets the COVID year. And but he's going to transfer from Oklahoma because the other thing is you make more money as a transfer quarterback because the yeah. boosters the boosters will pay you millions of dollars to come play for them and when you're already out of school they aren't looking to pay anybody they've already paid them so i don't know that it's it is fascinating to me the you know i have guys steven on our i've started putting together kind of our off-season dynasty rankings i have a huge list of guys and and like a whole bunch of them are going back to school again that's what I was just going to ask. How, how much? How much of a a change is it going to have in your dynasty landscape, especially like Superflex? I mean, last it, year Blake Blake Corum, I think he would have been the third or fourth running back on the board, and he went back to school. You know, so it, it's it's wild. It's it's a different age, and it's it's one of those things where you can you can make those rankings really early. But there's there was people putting Riley Leonard into the first round. They were like, he's going to go in the first round. Well, he's not. He's not going to the NFL. He's transferring to Notre Dame. Because he can make more money transferring from Duke to Notre Dame than he would as a second or third round draft pick okay. in the, the upcoming draft. That that to me is wild. Well, well, let me tell you. So Will Levis? Hey, no, no. He asked me, and I gave a very good estimate. So I get to I get to tell. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Will Levis is about two and a half million per year on average. Where no, did he? I'm... He was at the beginning of the second round. Yeah. Well. Oh, because of the signing bonus too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, about two. What what is that? It shows. I never know. I it's hard to read these things sometimes. Uh, yeah, the cap hit. Casey was better at it. Steven. See, well, <laughs> I'm just making sure he's giving accurate numbers. I mean, because there's like Wait, I there's the really base the salary. Math. What is this? I don't really know what's happening. Casey just gave me a number. That's I just wanted the number. <laughs> well, it's it's it changes every year. One point seven, two point one, two point six, three million in two thousand twenty six. So the one point seven is probably what you're comparing it to. Well, I don't know. I'm not I'm not comparing. I don't know what these guys are making, but they are comparing. They they have figured out a way to look at that. I yeah. I, I am shocked. I think it's well, un, unreal. I, maybe and maybe it's third round. Maybe it's yeah. like, if you aren't gonna be in the first two rounds. But I, I just I can't believe that these guys still have eligibility. You know, it's great. Grayson McCall started for four years at Coastal Carolina. He was the starting quarterback the, the day he stepped on campus. So he's going to be a four year starter and then go transfer to some power five school and make a couple million dollars and and wow. then go to the NFL. It's just I don't know. It's wild to me. I also am extremely jealous 
because the best year of my life, I don't, you know, I kids being born, whatever, getting married, all that. <laughs> when, I, when I was a, when I was a fifth year, se- fifth year senior, I wasn't a fifth year senior. I just had red shirted. Right. So I was like a red shirt senior playing college football. I had like no classes. I was in a paid internship and then I played college football. It was like the best year ever. I'm just hanging out some other school, like somebody else is paying for your housing. It It's like they do your laundry, you know, it's like, and, and so I, I'm jealous. These guys are getting like a sixth year, uh, a, some of these guys, I saw the one guy, Steven, I got to send you this one. He's uh he's the starting quarterback at um, UTSA, the road runners. We taught the road Utsa. runners came up, but yeah, Utsa, the university of Texas, San Antonio, he had, I, he just finished his seventh year of college football and, and now he's, you know, going to go, I don't think he's going to play anywhere, but he he's played going seven. back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a Tommy boy quote in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Our top four, you know, you're going to have Michigan versus Alabama, which I think is a great first round game. And then you're going to have Texas versus Washington, which I think is a great opening round semifinal game. So very, very excited about the semifinals. Uh, Still a bunch of Debbie players in there to take a look at. I think our Heisman list is down to Jaden Daniels, who has, has moved up our boards. Uh, He's the quarterback from LSU. He's really exciting. We'll be talking about him in the off season. Uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and then our, our boy, our wide receiver from Ohio state, um, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. I think they're the four finalists is what I think I saw pop up. Okay. So I think Jaden Daniels is probably going to win it. Probably the, uh, in, in non super flex dynasty leagues, that's your one one Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, all right. Let's jump into some trivia. You guys ready? Yep. I think Steven, do you have your quilt? Oh, thank you, Casey. I do not. Sorry. I was watching the, uh, the it's an overtime by the way the jags and the bangles and i'm just watching you know that like game tracker where it just shows a little bloop, like <laughs> like th- third and seven and oh but you just like read the little tracker i'm just watching that thing right now so uh let's get started jesse casey that sounds like i wasn't really listening to jesse i was yeah. watching football well, well no, i'm he trying wasn't to watch him football he was watching little arrows move I'm trying to track field. this game. This is a lot on the line here, you know? Well, who's the backup? Because I got to go try and it's, get him. It's Bethard. It's it's CJ Bethard. Bethard, I think. I think that's how you I do it. not think it's Bethard. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact it's not Bethard. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't know if it's Kamara or Kamara, but that's one I feel pretty confident in. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to start with Steven. Steven, if you want to phone a friend, you've got Casey there. Okay. Uh, No idea about this first one. Had no idea. But I feel like if any of my, if I I was going to go, if I was going to phone a friend, you were the two that I would call. So, first one here. What is the given first name of former NFL quarterback turned broadcaster, Boomer Esiason? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Uh What's short for boomer? I'm gonna, uh, I have a guess. I'm going to go with Bobby. Oh, that's a good guess. I'm going to go with Benjamin. Norman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Norman Esiason. 
I can guarantee you that was never told to me because I'd have remembered that. I have never heard that in my life, but I'm, I'm glad. It was his, where, whatever, whenever, I'm sure the first time he got somebody to call him Boomer, he went, yeah, that's my nickname. That's my nickname. Call me yeah. Boomer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry to all the Normans out there who might be listening. Norman Esiason. Wow. Okay. All right. I think you'll get this one, Stephen. What team Super Bowl season featured a touchdown dance called the Dirty Bird? Oh, Atlanta Falcons. Come on. That was the uh, 98 Falcons. You look at that question and you go, oh, they're. Jamal, was it Jamal Williams? Yeah. Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson. Yeah. That guy was a stud for like one season. Yeah, he was. (laughs) And then he got to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Whoops. What former Colts wide receiver holds the NFL record for 82 straight games with three or more catches? It's got to be Marvin Harrison. If it's not, it's Reggie Wayne. It's it's actually Reggie Wayne. Ah, dang it. That's kind of a trick question. That would have been hard. That would have been hard for me, too. I would have guessed either one. Okay. During a Washington Press Club dinner, what Hall of Fame running back said to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, come on, Sandy, baby, loosen up. This was a – can you repeat it? This is a Washington Washington Redskins player. This is uh, what Hall of Fame running back said to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Come on, Sandy, baby, loosen up. There can't be too many Washington Redskins Hall of no, Fame. No, I only backs. know of one. I'm trying to think of one. I've got it. I think he's a white guy, Stephen. Oh, don't give him oh, a clue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who it is, but I can't. he's number 44. Yeah. Uh, he has a oh, linebacker's face. Yeah, he got the, the one thing going down the middle. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. Casey's got Even. it. I can see go it. Ahead, if, Case. I, if, phoning, if, if, okay. Go ahead. I'll give you a hint. If hmm. a game is cheated, it is often said that the game is blank. I don't know. <laughs> Riggins. Rigged. Rigged. Come on. Yeah, John Riggins. Riggins. Riggins, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, would, I forgot about him, though. Yeah. Him Who and, uh, was the Larry oldest... Zonka. Yeah, yeah. Who was the oldest position player to make all 16 regular season starts in 2018? He's a quarterback. Well, it would have, the most regular season starts, it's got to be Tom Brady. Yep, the oldest position player, yep. Tom Brady. All right, guys. Norman Esiason. Holy cow. <laughs> I, I don't Sounds think Sounds like gonna... a... Uh... Sounds like you, a Regina Spector song. You sound shook from that. Norman Esiason. I, I am shook. It, but it does make sense if you if you want to be called, you know, you want to be you want a nickname. You, I guess we should have, you know, we went with like, oh, his name's Bobby or something with a B, and then it just like rhymed with no, it was he was did, Norman and he which needed college, a better name. Which college did he go to? Because OU would have been perfect. That's how he would have gotten his nickname. <sighs> I don't remember, Stephen. Do you know that one? What, where he went to college? I think I feel it was like it's a, a small school. school. Yeah, I had no clue. Norman Julius Esiason. <laughs> even the middle name is like yeah, this Julius. Is... <laughs> Julius, what in the hell? Hey Jesse, make a note. I, I'm I'm coming up with trivia for the the for the Instagram. I'm going to post some trivia. That's got to oh, be on there. I think I did hear this before. University of Maryland. He was a Terp. Ah. Uh, did they have the uh, 
I want to know what the logo looked like back when he was playing. <laughs> well, that tortoise holding a M is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been the uh, just the script Terps. Oh, you're right. Which is actually, but- a, I think that's a decent look. I, I actually kind of dug it when uh, Ralph Friedgen, he went back to Maryland and he changed it back to that. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna. I gotta look up a Boomer Esiason in college here. You know, right, guys. (laughs) I just gotta say, Jamar Chase, 31 fantasy points tonight, and uh, his second best game of the season so far. Wow! Um, Wow! Jake Browning, 353 passing yards, 32 out of 37. This might be Jesse. This might be your best call of the year that I stole. Might be Jake. (laughs) Jake Browning. And I, I told my wife, I was like, you got to put him in. She had a, I don't remember. I think it was like a 10% chance of winning. She got 26.3 from Jake Browning and 29.4 from Joe Mixon. She's crushing this other person. Mm. <laughs> game's, a, game's still on too. I don't know where the, my little ticker's not showing me where the ball is right now. I don't know what yard line they're at. But uh, they just punted. <laughs> it's three minutes left. In, it, sh- it shows that the uh, Bengals have the ball. So we'll see. Ooh, well, we better get off this and watch yeah. the finale. All right, guys. Well, I'll let you go do that. Uh, for everybody that listened, thanks for tuning in. The best way to help us out is to refer a friend. If you want to reach us, uh, we are all on social media. Casey is at NFL Cover Zero. I am at Debbie Rookie Watch. And Steven is at Fantasy Guides. Make sure you tune in Friday morning. Steven and I will get on and do the flex, we call it, with all of our start and sit advice for the weekend for everybody trying to make that playoff push. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Later. Samson went back to bed. Not much hair left on his head. Ate a slice <laughs> of Wonder Bread. And- <laughs>